Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Unload, episode number 185. We had some technical difficulties at the beginning of this episode. I uh, had some trouble getting Cal on Skype and me on Skype and all that jazz. So there was a whole beginning portion live with PJ and our friend Brian Stevens, who called in with a great call about the Yankees. Unfortunately, Cal and I were not able to be on that call. So what we did was, about 35 minutes into the show, we started over. So this is sort of that. So, ready to unload episode number 185. Tonight's episode, partner for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sand Beat, is No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow, an evening of folk music with Carol Ann Solabello, Karen Oliver, and the Yayas. You can see No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow Friday, August 22nd at 6.30 p.m. at the New Jersey Botanical Gardens Skylands Association. Check them out at facebook.com slash No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. <laughs> Grandma's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this great guy. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top. From Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's the Radio to Unload Radio Show, part two of episode number 185. Uh, welcome to the program. We had some technical difficulties early on. Uh, our buddy PJ carried us. Our buddy Brian called in, not knowing we were going to have technical difficulties, and yet he carried us through. So here we are. We are live. We're all here. We're all accounted for. Everything's fine here now. How are you? Boring conversation anyway. Cal, we're gonna have company. Hi, buddy. Oh yeah. New York sports talk nice. New York sports talk nice. Who's coming over? Uh, I think the bishop. Pop culture DJ. Over? Big Bishop Donut coming Is over. Bring? Is he bringing a Danish tonight? He's bringing a cola. Like a horn. <laughs> I got beers. You got beers. I got beers. And let me tell you something. I have never asked you to edit anything in your in my life. 
but I'm begging you to edit out that first 25 minutes. <laughs> we got to edit out the vamp. of vamping. Even though, right. even though we owe a, 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 a huge debt to Brian for just staying on the phone and talking to me. We do. Uh, <laughs> anytime, actually, anytime he does that. Not just tonight. Yeah, none of that conversation was fit for air. Certainly not. Not the least of which was me mistaking. Not the least of which was me mistaking Corotta for Andy Pettit. For, for Andy Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honest mistake. They look so much alike. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. <laughs> he, he might not that's be what dead. it was. <laughs> no, you know what it, you know what it was. I, I I got caught up. I was I was trying to be a big shot because I was listening to sports radio, and they were talking about Corona, and someone must have said something like, you know, he's no Pettit or he's just like Pettit. I forget what they said. Anyway, so my brain processed it, and I turned it into a question about any Pettit. And Brian's like, hey, that dude's retired, stupid. <laughs> that that dude's retired. Yeah, well, pretty you, awesome. you found out the hard way that Andy Pettit is retired. I did. At least and also, I knew that. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that I wouldn't say it, but I did. At least you didn't call him Andy Rooney. Andy exactly. Rooney was a solid ball player and has been overlooked. <laughs> um, welcome to the uh, the program, everybody. We're, we're actually going to even... Uh, Spice this up even more. We had a lot of trouble with Skype, uh, so we're going to call. We're now going to call Cal at home. Get the landline. What do you think of that? I think in the meantime we go to Andy Rooney. That's good. You know what really stinks? A couple of things have been bothering me. What is artisan bread? And where are the artisans? And why does it cost me five dollars? <laughs> That's really good. That is really good. Oh, see, that sounds much better, Cal. Oh, good. Great. Here we go again. Hey, play the music again. Let's start again. One <laughs> no, more time. You're not <laughs> We're Let's talking see. New York Sports Night. Come on. This is like the, the deja vu sketch from Monty Python. It really is. From the top, you cut every 43 minutes off the top, and you start right now. Go. <laughs> Episode number 185, Leave the Bottle. And Go. <laughs> You know what really is ridiculous? <laughs> Andy Rooney is the, as the, the jumping point. What? Why do we need 27 seconds between each pitch? Do you really <laughs> need to adjust your batting glove 37 times? Hey, here's a tip, Mr. OCD. I got a life to lead. <laughs> That's a tip? That's the tip. <laughs> the tip is that Andy Rooney has a life to lead. Andy Rooney's message for Major League Baseball, I got a life to lead. Here's a tip. Hey, MLB. <laughs> I got a life to lead. And leave. baseball players today are much taller than they used to be. How about we get rid of the mound? <laughs> Cal sort of deviated into Dennis Miller there. Yeah, that was they... bad, Andy Rooney. <laughs> and hey, listen, hey. okay? Hey, Captain if... Pinstripes over here. I saw Dennis Miller on Bill O'Reilly the other night. Well, that's like I was, awesome. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't stopping or anything. I was just flipping through channels. and uh, No, it was on the plane. It was on the plane, on JetBlue. And, you know, I have to pass Fox. You have no choice. I don't believe and, you. 
And um, me either. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I did stop on it because I'm like, boy, they look like fast friends. They look awfully cozy. <laughs> did they have their arms around each other? <laughs> they did. Listen, like they were in a Bill, bar singing a song. An old Irish dirge, right? Okay. Listen, Bill Babe, okay. Listen, Major League Baseball, I got a life to lead, okay? Cha cha. Um, hi, welcome to the program, boys. Good to see you. This is great because Cal, Cal and I are on Uvu, but he's holding a handset <laughs> telephone from like 1987. So it looks uh, like we're talking about eighth period algebra. I wish I had a better phone. Right, but we but we both have iPads in front of us. Right. <laughs> Magnificent. Are you on, are you on the football phone or the princess phone? Uh, this is the. <laughs> Sports Illustrated football phone. I had one. Everybody had one of those, right? Not everybody, buddy. No? Not the poor kids. No, not like me. Maybe you rich kids did. Yeah. (laughs) We fat cats (laughs) in our football phones. (laughs) You fat cats over on Shelbourne Lane. Yeah, with our Twinkies and our football phones. (laughs) In our first apartment, apartment, my fiancé and I had... (laughs) A phone. The only phone we had with the phone was the phone that she got free with the purchase of a hair dryer. <laughs> so we ha- it was it was a Con Air phone. The Con Air, of course. Yeah. Not the movie, right? It wasn't from the movie. <laughs> it wasn't from the movie. It was from the blow dryer. Hey, here's a phone. It was a giant Nicolas Cage head. <laughs> you take <laughs> you take the phone into my mouth. <laughs> You have a call. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the the you know the the giddy tea on the whole thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> did he, wait? Did he have long hair in that? Sure. What am I thinking of? Is that the one with the long hair? Yeah. Or are you thinking of Face Off? Might be thinking. No, Face Off. He didn't have long hair. No. Con Air. He's wearing. Well, con- the, he's Con Air, he starts out as like a soldier or something coming, like, right? Isn't he a soldier or a cop or a fireman or something, and he punches somebody and goes to jail? I don't remember. So he ends up all, he starts clean cut, but then, you know, right. he's, he's a prisoner. So he's got long hair and scruff. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> Is that the phone? <laughs> honey, honey, please. Please get that. Please go. Somebody sounds like Con Air. That's where the ringtone was invented. <laughs> they replaced the ring with Nicolas Cage. I am totally going to get that for my ringtone now on my on my iPhone. Totally going to get that. Call. That's the ring. That terrible phone lasted like 10 years, too. You couldn't kill it. It was amazing. Did it also blow dry your hair? We made that joke often, but it didn't. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little late to the party. Call. Hold on, i got to get this. <laughs> this is a Nick Cage voice screaming at me. Call. Scaring the cat. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you answer it, it goes, yeah. Yeah, you got Nick Cage. You got, you got him. Talking Nick Cage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that what we're uh, doing tonight? Talking Nick Cage? New York Sports. Of course. New York Sports. This is one for the books, by the way. 
this is this is definitely one for the books. Where does that uh, phrase come from? Where does, where does that phrase come from? Here's, here's a tip: wash my laundry. <laughs> Andy Rooney's tips are all like just completely wrong. Just to do his chores. <laughs> here's a tip: I got a life to lead. Here's a tip: <laughs> my laundry. Little club soda will get that out. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> no, see, that's an actual tip. Can't be an actual tip. No, it's well, get it out of my shirt. That would be the tip. Right. <laughs> Little club soda will get that out of my shirt. <laughs> okay, babe. Uh, put it or uh, that's one for the books. Where do you think one that for comes the books? From? If something is historical and you want to remember it, they say it's one for the books. You go to the library and you put it in the, the books in the, in the stacks. I see. You file it away. Now, what's a library now? I don't know. I, I made that up. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. No, I think that, that – would you say, Peach, that would be an accurate description of one for the books? Right? You're recording you gotta, it somewhere? It's gotta be, it's got to be recorded. That's how – Yes, as if there was this, as if there was this giant book of knowledge that you're, you're nominating something books. for it. In, they say it's one for a series of say, books. They don't say it's one for the book. <laughs> it's not one book. Like it's just one. One for the history book. books. Yeah. One it's for like the compendium like a, of a interesting huge, things. Yeah, it could be a number <laughs> one of them. For the book, I'm gonna start saying that because I'm I only have the one book. That's it's it. a big book. That's it. This is one for the book. Where is that no. book? Well, it's big. It's called The Internet. That's not a book. <laughs> That's the title of it. The Internet. By, by Al Gore. <laughs> um, the, the, um, the, I do want to talk about sports. Can we talk about sports for a minute? Just a minute. Can we talk about the, can we talk about the Mets? Are we going to lose you, PJ? Are you going to bed? You <laughs> are going to... I... I I am under El Weather. <laughs> so you're Spanish? <laughs> Only half. Yes. Is that a Spanish wrestler? Wrestler? El Weather? El Weather. El Weather. And he's standing on him. <laughs> and he's laying on you. He's just suplexed you. If I, believe... I was to professionally wrestle, I yes. might try to Spanish up my name a little bit. Wow, can we hear what that might sound like? I don't know. We got to we got we got to think about it. It's going to go a little something like this. <laughs> DJ El Cachopo. El Cachopo pi. El Bicipo. El Bicipo. <laughs> El Gordo Verde. The green fat thing. The green fat the Green Fat. That's your wrestling name, the Green Fat. Uh, the first one that comes to mind. I like it. You'd obviously wear a mask, right? Always. Be like masked. the luchadores? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What would your wrestling name be, Beach? Or, uh, Cal? Like, like WWE style, like back in the heyday, WrestleMania style, you know. Oh. On the Captain Lou Albano WrestleMania album. Right. I'd have to have a wrestling name. I like yeah. coming the up with the quiet one. He'd be the quiet, quiet one. one. Yeah, but that's it. Not, but in English, it won't even be in Spanish. Yeah, 
No, no, no. In English, you just you would just be like all quiet, right? And like, laid ladies back. and gentlemen, the quiet. And then you'd one. get out there and you'd destroy people. Right. And I would oh, walk man, down. The quiet one. And I would exaggeratedly shush the crowd. Right. <laughs> he called for silence. Right. Just really. That's a big plus at wrestling events. Try to get yeah. the crowd to be quiet. Mean Gene Oakland's like, there he is, knitting, getting ready to come out. The quiet one. He's the quiet <laughs> one. Sitting in a chair with a crochet needle. Just. <laughs> you Enjoy know, the Gene. lounge. Shh, mean Gene, please. Please. <laughs> I'm the quiet one. Please keep it down, Mean Gene. Please. And everybody would eat. It'd be perfect. I would be the... You'd like uh, to do a crossword right before the fight. <laughs> I would do like a Sudoku, actually. <laughs> I would be uh, something uh, loud-mouthed. Loud-mouthed. Like a, the the bullhorn or something like that, like something bad. Mm. Yeah. Although that was that was uh, what's his name's uh, gimmick with the bullhorn. What's his name? The manager, Jimmy, not Jimmy Hart. Uh, yeah, that was he was the one with Andy Kaufman, right? Back in the. What's was yeah, up? The cat knocked over the milk, the saucer of milk. Clearly, or PJ knocked over the saucer of milk, and the quiet man is not happy. <laughs> Let me tell you I'm something. Surrounded, I am surrounded by cats. It's true. Let me, you, Let me tell you something. When I get green fat at the garden on the 7th. <laughs> it's going to get Gordo, awfully Gordo. quiet. Everybody's going to think you're a salsa, Peach. <laughs> Gordo Verde. That's that's what you come out. You come out throwing salsa around. Yeah, right. You get some chips. Look, everybody needs a gimmick. It's wrestling. All right. Well, it's five minutes to eleven, Peach. Maybe we'll go talk about sports, and you go rest your head nice. You go do it. You guys have a good show, and uh, please, for God's sakes, cut it down. <laughs> for the love of all things holy. We're gonna chop this into like three or four episodes. Don't back. let the front of that program go out. I am begging you with all that I have and all that I am. Well, feel better, That's buddy. Right. Can we, we'll, we will uh, see you next week. Give us one more, Andy Rooney. Will you please? You do it really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, well, you're sick. What would Andy Rooney although, say? Although the, the question about artisan bread was genuine. That was a real one of his, right? What was the question? What is artisan bread and why does it cost me $5? <laughs> what does it mean to be an artisan by it, uh, it's artisanal. Yeah, the artists of bread. I've met them. The, the artists of bread. Boy, did you see that loaf? That guy's an artist. <laughs> That's quite a loaf. That guy's working with flour. Back up. <laughs> you don't just bake it. You create it. Here's a tip. Right. Bananas are yellow. What do you think of that one? And I want one. <laughs> Here's a tip. <laughs> I've seen potassium, and potassium's not yellow. Why are bananas yellow? <laughs> All right, please, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Feel better. And why do they come in bunches if the first thing you do is tear one off? <laughs> Here's a tip. 
I love that I've I've completely I've completely rebranded Andy Rooney. I don't think I've ever heard him say that. He never said it. I completely rebranded him. And he's been he's been dead for five years, and I completely rebranded the guy. Just like Andy Pettit. He was just like Andy Pettit. He's been he's been dead for five years. He did his his bit for thirty seven years or whatever. He needs me now to rebrand it for him. Here's a tip: get a stuffed animal. What are they stuffed with? Why don't you give that to Andy Pettit? He's still alive. That's right. And Let new that segment. be his thing. New segment on yes, <laughs> but he has to talk like Andy Rooney. <laughs> He's got the the Texas drawl or the Louisiana drawl. Here's a tip. <laughs> Green's just a color. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Have a better. wonderful show. Hey, thanks, PJ. Hey, thanks, Peach. Gutty. Really? Gutty really? effort. My pleasure. <laughs> Uh, Cal, welcome back. The big unload. We're 58 minutes in. Yeah, it's no time like the present. Why not now? <clears throat> I have two yeah. things for this. First of all, I was away um, uh, in Texas for eight days. You sure were. Uh, so we haven't done a show in 10 or 12 days. Oh, uh, more than that. When was our last show? Uh, it was two Tuesdays ago. So it was the 22nd? Because I was away. That's right. So we had but then we do... A, we a did a show on a Tuesday. So anyway... Oh, away. It's been uh, quite a while, I feel yeah, like. It's been, it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Um, I know. Um, so, so what do you have to say for yourself? You're back. Well, You've been bursting at the seams to talk about this. I want to hear what you have to say. Go. Well, the trade deadline in Major League Baseball came and went. It was like a and, month ago. Right, and we were in a very odd place with the Mets because we kept sort of fluctuating between wanting them to do something, not do something, sell. You literally had three days in a row where you changed your strategy for Sandy Alderson each day. Um, <laughs> I, I want to keep stockbroker. Right, I sell, I sell. Everybody's trading? Then keep them all, keep them all. You were like, you know, uh, one day you were like, let's keep all of them. I don't want to trade anybody. The next day you were like, Murphy and Cologne, got to go, got to go. They didn't do anything. They stood pat. Right. And now they have, they have lost, I think, what, they lose five of seven since the deadline? They have lost five of seven since the trading deadline. Right. So After having won before that, they were they had won six of nine. Right. And they had had a five and five road trip right. <clears throat> post All Star break, which felt like a success. <clears throat> then they came home and they uh, took two of three from uh, the Phillies, and you were sort of feeling good about things. Uh, and then not so much. Yeah, and then they had uh, they had a big series against the Giants right after the trading deadline. They did nothing. Four games. And it was like, all right, let's, four, let's see right. what they do. And they lost right. three or four to the Giants. And then they went to Washington, and they just lost two or three to the Washington Nationals. Yeah. To the Washington. To the Washington's. Natitude. Oh, um, boy. And here's where I am with this ball club. 
and I'm, I may say something that shocks you. You know my feelings about Terry Collins. There's a lot of stuff going on on the field that we could talk about. The biggest one, obviously, is Chris Young still getting regular playing time and Ruben Tejada still getting regular playing time. And Wilmer Flores not um, getting playing time, which he should right now. He should be playing shortstop every day. Um, you know what Ruben Tejada is. Um, and Terry Collins, just willful sort of ignorance of what the rest of this year is about. The rest of this year continues to be about finding out about young players. playing. That's what it guys, should be. Yes. Playing guys like Flores as much as he can. Uh, playing guys like uh, Kirk Neuenheis or Matt Dendecker or... Um, you know, different guys in left field that, you know, Ligar, playing Ligaris every day, uh, starting Lucas Duda against left-handers, uh, be they tough or not, to see if he can play every day. Um, and he's obviously not made it about that. But I'm going to say something that may shock you. <laughs> I've been waiting. You, you said Lysol. you were going to – I've been waiting all day for this because you teased it earlier. Your Lysol wipes. Are they giving you cancer? Find out at 10 tonight. Um, I hope that Sandy Alderson resigns. I'm done with him. What's that? <laughs> What's that now? I'm sorry. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'm sorry. Can you put Steve on the phone, please? Yeah. I'm, I, and it, and it, it has, it almost has less to do with the job he's doing and more to do with the job he's done and who I want to see doing the job in the future. Ooh, all right. So now I have gone to the point where I think, especially post this trading deadline, with what they have, so he didn't make the big trade. He's never made the big trade. And I'm firmly convinced he's not going to. Okay. He's he's restocked the farm system. He's made, in my judgment, he's made two glaring mistakes. Um, and one I really actually don't even hold him that accountable for because I don't think he had the money to do it. Are you saying that he's made these mistakes in his four years that he's been here or just this year? Four years that he's been here. Okay, so you're not giving him a pass for the first Three, like no. everybody did. Everybody gave him a pass. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying mistakes were made in those first three years, but I, I don't hold, re- They don't hold the same amount of. They're not as egregious as the mistakes he's made maybe in this in the last year. Okay. Like Jose Reyes, for example. Like we we both know why he didn't trade Jose Reyes at the trade deadline. Uh, for, there were two reasons. One, and the biggest one, is he was hurt. And two, and the smaller one was, I'm sure he was under a directive from the Wilpons to keep the NL's batting leader on the team to draw fans. And to keep him here, unless it was a ridiculously uh, fantastic offer, which was never going to come because Jose Reyes got hurt on July 1st. Right. So, my only thing with him and Reyes is, I felt like he could have made him a better offer. He should have made him a better offer. Jose Reyes never should have became a free agent. What did he wind up getting? Can you refresh my memory? It's six and a hundred and seven, maybe. 
that what it was? Was it six or seven uh, years? It was, I think it was seven. Uh, I'll look up the contract right now. But my point with Jose Reyes was always he never should have gotten there. They well, should have extended him during the season. I personally don't believe the Wilpons had the money to do so. I think it was a combination of both. I think they didn't have the money, and I don't think that he was a Sandy Alderson type guy. That's where we disagree. I, I think he, I think Sandy Alderson would love to have Jose Reyes on this team right now. Would love to. Now, well, and now would, he would, sure. No, and would, would have loved to for the last few years. I, I really do. I think the idea that he wasn't a Sandy Alderson type player is really overrated. It really is. Yeah. Well, then call me overrated. Um, he signed a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-year deal, but there's a team option with a four million dollar buyout. In or the no, no. Yeah, there's a twenty-two million dollar team option with a four million dollar buyout in the last year. In the seventh year. All right. So, and it was for ten, twenty, thirty-six, forty-eight, sixty, eighty-eight, hundred and ten. Seven years, hundred and ten million. That's right. So, again, getting off topic and back on topic, I do blame him for not ever even making him an extension offer and saying, here's five, five years at $75 million or whatever. Would he have um, taken it? I, I, I don't know, but they never offered. Okay. So that, Maybe that's what the did. issue is. He didn't make the offer. It doesn't matter <clears throat> whether he would have taken it or not. That's right, because I don't think Jose Reyes ever wanted to leave. I really don't. Probably not. I, I really think, you know, he still has his house on Long Island. I don't think Jose Reyes ever wanted to leave the Mets. But anyway, I think his job is done. I think he was brought here to bloodlet the team, to see the Wilpons through austerity, to put together the best possible team he could on no budget, and also to rebuild the farm system. And to rebuild the farm system with the mentality that they're looking for, uh, uh, you know, they're looking for market inequality or uh, uh, what do you call it, market uh, deficiencies or whatever, um, you know, and, and building and stockpiling the farm system in that sort of Moneyball Oakland A's mold, young talent or Tampa Bay even Tampa Bay Rays mold, young right. talent young pitching talent that's going to come up. You can extend them for long periods of time. They never hit free agency. <clears throat> and that's what he's building. I well, think he's done. Hit, they hit free agency at some point, but they buy them out for the first couple of years. That's right. You buy out their free agency years. Exactly. A couple, a couple of them, yeah. I think they wanted somebody who understood the Super 2 status way better than Omar Minaya did. Um with their prospects, they wanted a financially, not even fiscal or a fiscally responsible guy. They wanted like a penny pincher. He is that. His job's done. What? I want to hear the two mistakes. The two glaring ones to me are um, Chris Young this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the other one is, um, is, is probably Frank Francisco just because he spent so much of his budget for two years on a guy. Like, when you only have $10 million to spend and you spend seven and a half on a terrible reliever, like, that's a, that's a glaring mistake. Right. 
Um, those are the those are the two biggies. You know, he's made a ton of other mistakes. He's made some other really good moves. I he's mean, made a lot of he's made a lot of mistakes at the major league level, and he's made a couple of good trades with guys that he needed to deal. Yeah. Wheeler trade. He traded Beltran and got Wheeler. Mm-hmm. That's a good trade. Mm-hmm. Traded Dickey mm-hmm. and got Darno and Syndergaard. That's a good trade. Mm-hmm. If only for Dickey has been just a normal pitcher for the last year and a half. Yeah. You know he's not. He's been okay, but he hasn't been anything special. And they got a starting catcher, and they got a top prospect. So he made, Second, he's made two good trades. And even even Marlon Byrd and John Buck for, for Dilson Herrera well, and Nick Black. And that's looking like a tremendous trade. Very about a good trade. Pretty, that's looking like a trade tremendous deal. trade. Yes. Well, we don't know what Herrera is going to be, but Vic Black has, has been pretty good in the bullpen. And, and Herrera is shooting through the system. Vic Black is obviously a usable arm in the bullpen. More than usable. He's a young power arm in the bullpen. You know, he, he's made some good trades. He's also, you know, the Marlon Byrd signing was a good signing. You know, the the Chris Young signing was not. You know, thinking that a guy like Colin Cowgill was going to play every day is not. I I, I got to tell you, Cal, the Ike Davis trade is a good trade. Um, because they cho- they clearly chose the right guy. At least for but, this year. But it shouldn't have taken until the middle of April of this year Absolutely. to make that trade. It took too long. And that's Absolutely. the mistake part of it. Yes, it took too long. But, but all that being said, my point is, he's done. Just like with Terry Collins, who was a caretaker and somebody cared about the game and blah, blah, blah. And his time is done as Mets manager. I don't think Sandy Alderson's going to be around when they're winning. And I don't think he can be because it needs, they need a general manager who is going to take the next step. And he's not going to. Well, the thing with him, and forget about we we know he's not going to because that's not what he does. That's exactly. not who he is. Exactly. Right? But, but the team is ready for it, though, Brian. Yeah, but, but, but more importantly, he's a 66-year-old man. Yes. With one year left on his contract. Yep. Right? So how much longer is he going to stay around realistically? Exactly. But but so, but he he says he has no plans to leave and he's going to see it all the way through and blah, blah, blah. I want him and Terry Collins. That's another big reason I want him gone. I want, or not gone. That's, I don't want him fired. I want Sandy Alderson to retire. Because he takes Terry Collins with him. Because whoever the next GM is, is not going to keep Terry Collins around. I don't know who he's going to hire, but he's not going to keep Terry Collins around. You wouldn't think so, but Those I don't guys know. Don't, they don't value managers. They don't. Billy Bean doesn't. Terry Con- or, uh, Sandy Allison doesn't. They don't value the manager. As you know, Managers are like minimal, middle management. Right. You know, like they, they're, I, I, I don't know how much Alderson is like this, but Bean definitely came off this way in Moneyball, and that is, and not, not just the movie, but the book, and that is, if you play the players that I got you, you should win. 
Right. That's I, I set you up to win. Yeah, we 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 put a lot of effort and research into That's right. giving you. If you play the players, I got you. Right. You should win. My spreadsheet says that you should win 89 games this year. I want them both gone because the next step is ready, Bri. Look at that rotation. We were talking about it today. Look at that potential rotation. Now look at that lineup. Yeah. I'm talking about 2015. Look at that lineup. Next year. Yeah. How, well... But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to make that lineup better? Somebody has to. You have nine starting pitchers. Yeah, but. No, yeah, buts. Well, trade well, somebody. Make yeah, a but, trade. No, the yeah, but is who are you going to trade? Who are you willing to trade? I don't know, but I'm willing to listen. Apparently, they ask for the moon for every player that they put on the market. Well, that's true. Look, I would love to keep all the young pitching. Somebody's got to go. They can't hit. They're not going to hit. David Wright's just going to be a year older next year. Curtis Granderson is fine as like a six-hitter in a good lineup. You know, Curtis Granderson's not the problem. He's what he is. And I think he's going to hit better than, you know, the 225 or 230 he's hitting this year, next year. I think it'll be another year. It'll be comfortable, new league, et cetera, et cetera. But he's still only like a 250, 25, you know, 90 guy. That's fine. They got this time. Make the next move. And he won't. Well, he's going to ha- there's a lot of pressure on him. But he doesn't care. Pressure. What does he care about pressure? I know, but... The problem the old, is that the old man doesn't care, and the problem is that he's not held accountable by the fans that continue to show up and buy their Shake Shack and run around the bases and have a grand old time at the park. Well, the fans aren't just showing up to to go to Shake Shack, though, Bri. In fairness, a lot of fans, like they had thirty-seven thousand there the other night or whatever, to watch Jacob Degrom. Yeah, I know, but my point there's, is, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, but you're missing my point. The point is he needs to make the move now. So we're giving him this offseason. We gave him last offseason to make the move. And he yeah, did. See, I don't want to I don't want to give him this offseason. No, I'm I saying want to retire. Well, he's going to be around. He's going to be around and there's going to be immense pressure on him to make a big move. Not 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 even trading a uh Beltran for a prospect that turns into Zach Wheeler. That's not. He needs to make a blockbuster trade this off season. Anything short of a blockbuster trade, and it will be deemed a failure. And the way that he's held accountable is if fans are sick of it and don't show up next year, regardless of the Grom or Wheeler or Harvey, because you and I both know everybody's going to continue to go next year, and he will get off the hook once again for not having made a big trade or done anything significant to improve the team. Because, quite honestly, I think he sucks at that. I think he sucks at reading the market right now in today's baseball. It's not 1990 anymore. It's 2015, and I think the game has passed him by. He misread the market last year on Ike Davis. 
I think he misread the market this year on Bartolo Colon, and he's getting left out in all of these deals. And his need to look like the smartest person in the room and come away with a steal is preventing this team from getting better. I'm done. Go ahead. No, I think that last part is really interesting and sort of spot on and something interesting to look at because you continue to hear stories about the, the, the mess asking for the moon in these trades. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, uh, that's fine to shoot for the moon, but if it paralyzes you from making a deal at all, um, I, you know, the game uh, might have passed him by. I think that's why I sort of feel that way. I don't think the trade that they need, I don't think he's going to be able to make the trade that they need to make. Now, I came to this conclusion longer, longer ago that the game passed him by. That's but that what it feels said, like. Brian, who are you willing to give up? Who am I willing to give up? I asked yes. you that question. I, I don't know. What did you do? You just, did you just deflect it back to me? I think I did. Wow. I didn't mean to. Doesn't it? I mean, obviously, it always depends on the deal. Well, I can tell. I can. I can tell as, you. As our as our old friend Ted Berg used to say, depends on the deal. That's true. I can tell you. Sorry, I can tell you. <laughs> what do you got going on over there? I got issues over here. <laughs> <laughs> Been a rough night. Yeah. At the Comac office. Yeah, I <laughs> think the studios in Comac. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you it, what doesn't depend on the deal. I don't trade Zach Wheeler in any deal. I don't okay. trade Jacob DeGrom in any deal. Okay. And I probably do not trade Noah Syndergaard. I would listen on him, but I'd be very reluctant to deal him. So you're you're keeping Harvey, Wheeler, DeGrom, and Syndergaard? And Darno. And Darno. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yassi. I don't know if we have a deal here. Okay. So well, you so no. you so you're you're willing to listen on Montero. Montero, Nice, G, Malone, Hefner, Matt. Hefner we, we Herrera, Ploiecki. Okay. I'm you willing to listen, to listen on That's the thing. that's this is what this is what he's done. How about it's, Dom Smith? I'm I'll I'll listen on Dom Smith. I'll listen on Nimmo. Conforto. Well, you can't trade. You just drafted him. You can't trade him for a year, actually. You can't trade him. No. But I, I will listen on, I, because I think that those pitchers that we talked about and Darno are the, the foundation of this team going forward. Right. And I can't trade from the foundation. Now, the whole reason he's he's built this system up is so that he has the depth and the flexibility to make a trade. And maybe See, I don't think not... that's true anymore. I, I'm going to cut you off. I don't think that's true anymore, Brian. I used to think that too. But I don't think that's true for him anymore. That's why I want another GM in there. Because he has built it up to be flexible to make that trade. And he said it over and over again, but I don't think he believes it. I think he wants to go into the season next year. I think he believes he can go into the season next year with that rotation and that same crappy lineup that four out of six games or four out of seven games a week struggles to get five hits. Literally struggles to get five or six hits. You think that you think I think that, he thinks he can win with that. 
with Familia and Parnell and Mejia in the back of the bullpen and Vic Black and his power arms and those so, ridiculously good five starters, he thinks he can win scoring two runs a game. So what is he going to do with Nice and G? And his excuse is going to be, too, Cal, that David Wright didn't play to the back of his baseball card, but he will next year. And, you know, we didn't get this production out of Lucas Duda until about June, you know, until he was settled in. And, of course, Ruben Tejada, you know, improved his on-base percentage uh, exponentially. And that's really all we want for Ruben, you know, is good defense and to get on base uh, three and a half times out of every ten at-bats. Um, and, and, you know, Daniel Murphy's an all-star. And uh, I, we feel like Curtis Granderson's going to play way more to his potential. He's used to the ballpark, the National League. I think he'll look a lot more like the back of his baseball card. And, of course, Juan Ligaris you know, made great strides in the runs he saves on defense. And, you know, Travis Darno, you know, once he got called back up, uh, you know, actually hit 265 with 10 home runs and, you know, 27 RBIs. We feel that's more the player that we're going to get. So, um, you know, it's... That's, that's ridiculous because he does not speak that fast. And <laughs> it's all hope and prayer. It's all hope and prayer. You So you really believe he's not going to make... Any deal this winter. You need to ask me that again and say it way more dramatically. Like as if you're addressing your courtroom. You mean to tell me that Sandy Alderson... Objection! I'll allow it. The general manager of the New York Mets, Sandy Alderson... Oh, boy. Now we're in we're Bronx Superior Court. <laughs> Fine. Is not going to make a deal this winter. Correct. Is that what I'm to believe, Counselor? That's what they'd have you believe. No, that's what you'd have me believe. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what he'd... That's what you'd... I'm you. pronoun. I, it's you. I'd. That's what I'd have you believe. That's what you'd have us believe, isn't it? Wait. Oh, that's what... Yes, I believe that. I don't think he will. I don't think he does. No no trade at all. No deal. Nothing. No deal. Stop at a whammy. They're going to go into spring training... Correct. ...with all these guys. We're going to hear about uh, maybe Nimmo makes the team as the left fielder or something like that. No. It would be something like that. I'm not saying he's going to make it. I'm saying that's what we're going to hear. I disagree. I think he's going to make a trade. Nope. And it's uh, well, can I can I at least have a Objection. thought? Yeah. <laughs> yes, go on. I'll allow it. No, that's very okay. very little leeway, Mr. Calvin. I I can't I can't work with such tight constraints. <laughs> Your Honor, please. <laughs> You think he's going to make a deal? He's begging the question. I don't know. What to... I love that. I love that expression. Begging the... You're begging the I, question. I just have the, the the visual of like you on your hands and knees, like, come on, question, please, <laughs> come on, <laughs> please, just one. Just give me one answer. Come on, just I'm one begging. answer. Come on, question. <laughs> After all I've done for you. After all I've done for you. I don't know why I don't know why this little play takes place in 
in a court? Yeah, at the Queen at the Queen's County courthouse. Again. Uh, you think he's going to make a trade? Circuit nine. No, I don't think. Uh, I think he's going to make a trade. Right. I think he has to. He's going to have too many. He's going to have too much. He's going to have a surplus of, of of players that there's no place to put them all next year. All no right. place to put them. Let's let's look at the rotation. Let's look at the starting pitchers let's. right now. Okay. Let's. Let's look at it. Harvey, Wheeler. Hopefully, Harvey. And please just always put the hopefully in there. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be. Just ready to put the pitch. hopefully. We'll what, see. I don't know what could possibly go wrong at this point. He's gonna be wow. ready to pitch. <laughs> wow. I hope Matt Harvey didn't just get in a cab accident going to get food late at night in Miami <laughs> somewhere. He's not even in Miami, but he just hopped a flight to Miami right. to go get in a cab to get hopped food at two in the morning. Hopped a flight to Miami Beach. Not Miami Beach, just Miami. Okay, Billy Joel. <laughs> Harvey Wheeler DeGrom, that's three. Then they also have Nice G. Cologne, Syndergaard, Montero, Hefner. That's nine starting pitchers. You didn't count Matt in there either, did you? No, because he's not ready next year. Might be. I'm not even going to count him. Okay. So I'm I'm counting nine realistic options for the starting rotation next year. Right. Nine. I understand the need to have depth, and you can never have too much pitching. But you've got a team batting average of 210, and you have nine starting pitchers. Nine. So I don't know. I I think he's going to make a trade at some point. He has to. Are you equipped to answer me right now? I uh I have I have a young uh, child who just walked through the kitchen on his way to the bathroom. Oh. He's just taking care of a little business there. Does he have anything to add? <laughs> he does not. Okay. He walked through. He's adding something right now in the bathroom. Oh, well. This is good. It's a little familiar. Yeah, yeah. So what is the deal? What deal does he make? I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but I told, you the, I told you the guys that I don't trade. So now make a deal from the rest of them. Right? You keep Wheeler, you keep Harvey, you keep Montero. You keep Syndergaard. <laughs> Is that Morgana? <laughs> My son just walked through the podcast like Morgana, the kissing bandit. <laughs> walked through, gave a smile, gave me a little peck on the cheek, and uh, walked through. This is the jo- I explained early before you came on that we stream and record this podcast live every Thursday night in yeah, our respective homes. Just, it, just because it, it, it. No, it makes sure that we do the show every week, and we record it live, and things happen. It's a live show. Oh, oh you explain this to the people. Right, I was explaining this at the top of the show. Correct. <laughs> He's three and a half. I'm like, Wesley, sit down. Now listen, we've been over this a million times. <laughs> Let me explain to you live radio. We stream and record this podcast every <laughs> Thursday night at 10 o'clock. 
Do you know what a, a podcast is, Wesley? No, Daddy. Well, a long time ago, Al Gore invented the internet. Come on, like, all over it's Al Gore. Like a and I. big book. <laughs> and you just keep putting stuff in it. We're gonna have plenty of time to. I I, I agree with you. I wouldn't trade any of those guys either. We're gonna have plenty of time to figure it out. But what I'm saying is, right now with 50, I think they have what 47 games left, or. They have 47 games left. <laughs> Cal just said, who cares, and took a huge swig of a Bud Light. <laughs> like his, then he took a bite of a block of cheese. And, uh, no. This is, um, uh, just, this is just for the, for the book. <laughs> uh, 185 episodes. I guess, bar, except the ones that we actually did in a bar. Yes. It's the first time I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> the first during... time you've ever had a beer, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I uh, I am I have been known to have a beer or two or a glass of wine with almost every show, uh, but I I have a problem. Um, yeah. Can I call uh, for it? Yes, I called for a cold Bud Light. It's warm. It doesn't matter. It's not. Who? Uh, no, I want to go back. I want to go back to the other part of this. I'm sorry, we 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 strayed so far off. You said you have an idea for the person to replace Sandy Alderson. You have somebody that you want to take that job. Yes. Who's that? De Podesta, absolutely. Paul De Podesta. Yes. He's the man that you want to be the general manager of the Mets, prospectively. <laughs> Correct. That's awfully official. That's the, well. <laughs> we were, you talked about Exhibit A. Hey. We'd like the defense would like to introduce him to. Into the record, Exhibit A, Paul De Podesta. If it pleases the court. Heretofore known as Depot. Depot. <laughs> we should make a medieval sort of announcement. Okay. <laughs> now heretofore, forever on the show, shall he have been known as Depot. And it shall be good. And it is written. Put it in the book. One for the book. Al Gore. Um, Get Al Gore in here. I love, Al Gore uh, has to add everything to the book. Too. <laughs> that's right. No wonder he's so busy. You call, you call him on the Nick Cage phone, right? <laughs> call. Al Gore. Call. Al Gore calling. Al Gore, Gore calling. That's the, that's the caller ID. <laughs> Cal calling. Cal calling. No, but he only says it's Al Gore for everybody. That's what... <laughs> it was a very crudely constructed phone. Right. Al Gore calling. Al Gore calling. That's another... Uh, hey, Steve, it's Al. Uh, should I put it in the book? Cal. It's Cal. <laughs> it's not Al Gore. Every time it gets me. Um, that's another courtroom phrase that I love. If it pleases the court. Yeah. I want the judge to be like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, not so much. It doesn't. I'm, I'm not happy about this. I don't know if I'm pleased. <laughs> I'm sort of uh, melancholy so about it. Yeah, no, I'm sort of, if it non-pluses the court. 
I'd like to. Head. Yeah, right. I got, Your Honor, I got nothing else to do. I'm here. Your, <laughs> Your Honor, if it ingratiates myself in any way to the court, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take my pants down. Um, <laughs> no, I want Deepa Dusta. Okay, I think I think he, that's who it's going to be. Quite and honest. I think he and and the the biggest reason is he he to me is the guy who rebuilt the farm system and he knows these players the best I think of the players he drafted and I think he was robbed of the chance to be a general manager and I think he wants to do it like I think he, he was a general he, manager yeah but he for how long for ten minutes uh was it, did he last a year in L A yeah basically a year. But he did so, have the job. But that's what I mean. He never was able to complete the job. I want Jonah Hill to be the general manager. <laughs> I think that'd be even better. He was named the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers at age 31 in, Jan- in February of 2004. Okay. okay he's, he's only 41 years old, by the way. He's a year older than us. Yeah, he's like our age. And he Wait, was no, fired. He was fired on October twenty ninth, two thousand and five. Oh, so he had he's, two years. He had oh four and oh five. Two full years with the Dodgers. Yes. The year after he was fired in October two thousand five. The year after leaving the Dodgers to their first playoff win in sixteen years. And so and they then, made the playoffs in oh four, and then in oh five they finished it with their worst record in eleven years. Right, and then the team that he built then went in 06 and made the playoffs again. Right, and lost to the Mets. Lost to the Mets. Right. He was born in, he's going to be 42 in December. He's two years older than us. Okay, so. He's the guy I want. I think it's going to be him. It's either going to be him or John Ricco. Yeah, I don't love, I. I feel like there's a succession plan in place that we don't know about. Only because Alderson can't be there forever. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know if I want to know about it. But I'm ready for. I'm ready to move on. Okay. Well, you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) You know that, right? Hey, you know Terry Collins is. is, uh, By the way, let let me just spit this out here because he's he's really pissing me off on a daily basis. He really is. These are baseball things. Okay, this is important. I watch this team or listen to this team just about every day, and he continues to make stupid, boneheaded moves. I'm sorry. Oh, the manager doesn't affect anything, blah, 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 blah. Enough with this guy. And he's a jerk about it. He's being a jerk about it. He gets uh, uh, angry when he's questioned about things. He gets snippy. He gets and, – and it's confirming more and more and more the reasons he was fired in Houston and fired in Anaheim. And that is, he's wound way too tight, and he thinks he knows more than everybody else. Perfect manager for Sandy Olsen. Right. Or at least the second part. You know, because Sandy Olsen doesn't strike me as a guy who's wound tight at all. No. You know, and, and then I really, I've had enough of Terry Collins. And you, you could listen to Burdak today, Tim Burdak doing the, <laughs> sitting in for Josh Lewin, which was magnificent to the ears. As bad as Burdak was. He's just anything is better than Josh Lewin at this point. Anything. Um, I, the reason why I'm laughing is because the way that you have your camera set up next to mine on Uvu, 
you look like yeah. a little child <laughs> because you're so much slower. Right. There we go. Thank you. The um and Tim Burdak, you you should hear Tim Burdak talk about Wally Backman, you know, because he he rehabbed down there and stuff like that. And Tim Burdak was unbel- accidentally insightful today. He was, I mean, he was awful technically to listen to on right. the radio, but really interesting to listen to. Right, exactly. He had great stories. You know, he he had the lingo down. If that guy worked at it and practiced at it, he'd be a good color man. I really do believe that. Can I ask something about Wally Backman real quick? It seems Please. like everybody that speaks about Wally Backman has something positive to say. Exactly. Over he and over. He make an impact on everybody. Right? Over and over again. Over and over again, you hear the same things. He's a baseball guy. He gets the most out of his players. The players love playing for him. Did you happen to see Eric Young approach that, fly, uh, that base hit today and give up a run? Yeah, I heard it on the radio. It was a disgrace. These guys play so hard. They don't play smart, and guess what? They don't always play hard, either. Eric Young, uh, there was a man on second, and Eric Young approached, a, and it was uh, LaRoche on second. So it's not like it was, you know, uh, Choo Choo Coleman on second base. Choo Choo Coleman may not have been fast. I was trying to think of Vince the... Uh, Coleman. Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman. The firecracker. Um, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman on second base. It wasn't, Dabney, it wasn't Dabney Coleman on second base. I was trying to think of uh, uh, the great story that uh, Ralph Kine used to tell about the player in the Negro Leagues who, the fast, uh, cool Papa Bell. Uh-huh. You know the cool Papa Bell stories, right? Uh, remind me of one. Cool Papa Bell was so fast, he hit a line drive up the middle one time and it hit him in the head when he was sliding into second base. <laughs> Cool Papa Bell was so fast that he could get he could get under the covers. He would turn out the lights and get under the covers before it was dark. That's how fast Cool Papa Bell was. That's anyway, cool. it's Adam LaRoche on second base. Desmond hits a base hit to left field. They're going to completely hold up Adam LaRoche. And Eric Young just saunters over, tosses it to Murphy. Like doesn't charge hard. Doesn't throw into the cutoff man. You know, doesn't hit Duda or uh, right the cutoff man on that. Just throws it into second base as if, as if LaRoche was on third base, which he probably thought he was. Terrible. Well, Look, they play enough. hard for him. Enough, Terry Collins. Do you, enough. do you think Wally Backman would have accepted that? Absolutely not. And then, you know, and that, here's another one. When he got back to the dugout, everybody ignored Eric Young teammates sort of gave him the silent treatment for a half an inning. Like? Noticeably. Yeah. yeah, like noticeably. Okay. And and people on Twitter, and I hate to do this, but, uh, oh, there's got to be better ways to do this, and, you know, what are the Mets doing, and, oh, that's a real camaraderie or whatever. Look, I'm not going to uh, say you, you hold never the card. Played, Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do it. No, because you, you don't need to. You don't need to have played. You don't need to have played the game to know that what they were doing is what goes on in a major league clubhouse with twenty-five men who are around each other every day. Okay, and it's the same thing you would you do at work when somebody pisses you off. Right. The same thing you do. You ignore them. There's a spell of time when somebody screws up at work and it's pretty big. You let them know they screwed up. 
Well, those guys can't berate him in the dugout because it'll be in every newspaper and on every ESPN and SNY everywhere. The only thing they can do is that. Well, but that's their way of letting him know. That's right. That's the way they police themselves. Right. So stop. Stop. I didn't see that on Twitter. They didn't oh, like it. Was, there, was like, there, the were like, there were like five or six, you know, habitual Met tweeters that were like, there's better ways for grown-ups to act, and you don't need to do that. You can act like a professional. Um, they were acting like professionals. So stop. Please, stop. Eric Young's going to be just fine. Eric Young Jr. He, he knows what he did wrong. If you talk to a guy like A.Y. Jr., who's been in the league for a long time, he's been in baseball all his life, his father was a Major League Baseball player, I bet you dollars to donuts he would have been like, yep, I deserve it. That was a rock-headed play by me. So, anyway... The writing's, the writing's on the wall for everybody with Terry Collins, except the people that matter. Right? That's true. Yay! Yeah, you're right. It's a good time, Charlie. You're doing a good job. I tell you, I like DeGrom, though. Oh, Cal. He's fun to watch. Ugh. He's Even when to today, where you think he's going to get cuffed around, and you think he's, ah, oh, this is the day, he's going to get yeah. bombarded or whatever, he gives you six innings, three runs, six hits, four strike, quality start. I... I, I mentioned this to you last week, I think, but I wanted to expound on it a little bit. I think there's something budding between he and Wheeler. And, in a good and, way. In a good way, yeah. And then, you know, not in an inappropriate way, but in a way <laughs> where, because it sounded a little weird. I don't think, like they're not going steady or anything. Um... Okay. <laughs> Something's budding? <laughs> yeah, so it's like... He was wearing yeah. his warm-up jacket. Right. I think the ground like, was wearing Wheeler's warm-up jacket. Wheeler's <laughs> got his hands in his pocket. He's just, like, kicking the dirt, looking down. Like, you know, so, uh, you pitching tonight, or... Jake. No. And, hair's, and to a less... hair's awesome. <laughs> Wheeler shows up with a wig one day. <laughs> hey, guys, you like my new hair? What, what are you doing? Zach? Zach, uh... Yikes. Single, ah, it's cool, yeah. right? Single white, single white starting pitcher. Single white pitcher. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, my point is... And, and I think Harvey to a lesser extent, too. I think there's a camaraderie and a... Uh, like a professional relationship developing. Yeah, where I agree. These guys know they're the future, and these guys know that they're good, and they're confident, and they're pushing each other. And Wheeler goes out and guts through a game, doesn't have his best stuff, but figures it out along the way and gives his team a chance to win. Yep, Two days totally later, agree. DeGrom does the exact same thing. And for the last month or so, you've seen them follow each Like, whatever one did – the other followed with with a, a game just as good. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, and yeah, I think you're starting to see them, you know, who knows what these guys do day to day or whatever, but you're starting to see them hang out together. Yeah. You're starting to see, I mean, like, him, Wheeler, you know, Harvey. Harvey's uh, there, yeah. In the dugout, like, hanging out and talking and stuff. And, and it's, it's ex- I mean, that part's exciting, Bri. That it part's is. exciting. But it's, but that excitement 
unfortunately, is mitigated by the people in charge of the team. The, 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 the management group in the front office and the management staff on the field. And as yeah. long as they're there, yeah. they're there, I think the excitement for me is tempered. Is, is tempered. And tampered. And, and tampered and the tempest of which has in me. A tea, it's in a teapot. <laughs> has you in a teapot. It has me in a teapot. It's upsetting. It's upsetting because I I want to be I want to be excited. There's a lot of fans that are just looking to be excited right now about the Mets. Yes. And there's so much promise, and I want to be there. And it's just there's always like this big sweater vest just pushing me down. There's and those two like, guys, and now I think officially we're on the same page. We. It's, it's funny how we got here, though, huh? Taking a long time for you and I to get on the same page, but I think I think now those. Both those guys are holding us back from that ultimate excitement about this team. Yeah, I think so. Okay, think we so. got we got like a couple minutes left. I want to talk Jets, Giants. Okay, go quick. quick. I yeah, quickly, quickly. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> we 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 talked about the Yankees. Okay. Um, we took three or four from the Tigers today, and the trading deadline was nutty. Did you see the thing? The one thing about the. Uh, the general managers of the Rays and the Red Sox being under orders from their owners not to trade with the Yankees with Lester and Price. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, came out today that they basically they basically told the GMs of the Red Sox and the Yankees or the Rays, you can trade those guys, just can't trade them to the Yankees. Okay. And I I sort of hey you know what. They're they're not your minor leagues anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's most fine. Look, fine. It's, I mean, it's the it's the cost of doing business the way the Yankees have done business for the last 15 or 20 years. It is. But Lester will be a Yankee next year anyway, so it won't matter. As long as he's not a Yankee this year, I don't care. I'm convinced. I'm like 98% convinced he'll sign with the Yankees next year. That would be a bad signing for them. I think it would be. A lot of things on that arm. I love John Lester, but it's it's a bad signing for him too. But that's such is that not such a Yankee signing though? Sure. No, it's totally. They don't need him. They need they need they need young bats in the lineup. They don't. Uh, need they they could use starting. they could use him though, Cal. He's only like another, thirty. What is he? Thirty-two? Thirty-three? No, he's not even that old. He's thirty. So give him. I I mean, I would give him four or five years. They're gonna the give Yankees. him a seven-year contract. I know they give that to everybody, but they need pitching too, Cal. They need pitching. Where's their stud? Where's their stud pitching that's coming up? Ben Whalos is coming. And when? I, I, he's like so. It's Christmas. You know what I mean? I mean, and when? It's this guy. <laughs> you know? Please. Wow, that was a very Joe Beningo line right there. Okay, bro. Well, well, it was Christmas. No, but honestly, with Ben Wallace and Batances has proven to be a late inning guy. I don't think he's. I think he sort of flamed out as a starter. Right. You're not gonna. Well, they've got Tanaka coming back. Tanaka's the guy. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But he's the guy. Yeah. Well, he's gonna need Tommy John surgery. You know it, and I know it. I think the only people that I, don't know it are the Yankees. Yeah. 
and, and I, I hate, think I hate it. I don't. I hope it doesn't happen. But no, I know. But what they've but what they've done now is they've wasted an entire year by delaying yeah. it. You know, if Harvey had gotten if Harvey had went in for the surgery when he should have went in for the surgery, he'd be he'd be pitching in two weeks. Yeah, but he didn't wait that long, Cal. What did he wait? Three weeks. He waited two months. He had the surgery in October. And he was first diagnosed when? In August? August 26th. <laughs> I was wearing gray I shorts. I had Mickey Mouse ears on. <laughs> I was eating a turkey leg in Epcot Center. <laughs> August 26th, and he had it like the first week of October, didn't he? He had it sometime in October. Yeah, because remember they were gonna, he was going to pitch in the Arizona Fall League? Right. And he and went he through went, the second opinions, and he wasn't going to get right, it. And, right. right. And, then it, so. and then it was at the point where you got to have this now if you want to be ready for spring training in 2015. In 15. So. Still. It's not uh, – he was diagnosed in July. The guy's not going to have it until – if he has it, he's not going to have it until, like, October. Tanaka? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's so he misses a year and a half. He misses half of this year. Yeah, and all, and all of next year. next year. All of next year, right. Which is if dopey. He has to have a if, surgery. if he had just had it now in July, he'd be back by next July. Right, and he could be pitching in a pennant race next year. Exactly. Anyway. Well, that, he's the guy. He's he's the pitcher. But, all right, go on. What do you want to talk about? Giants, Jets, what? What else? The Giants opener was, um, was just interesting in one aspect, and that's um, a lot was made of, David Wilson's retirement? Yeah. Um, I guess it's, you know, a 23-year-old guy and the injury that he had and being forced to walk away and stuff. And I get that it's a big story, but... Lead story? The guy played for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, he, it's, he, he gives He gets, like, the Lou Gehrig treatment at the press conference? I mean, yeah. come on. It, it is being sold as some sort of tragedy. And, you know, Mike Golick was talking about it on ESPN Radio this morning. Mike and Mike in the morning, ESPN Radio. Yeah, sure. They were talking about. You familiar with them? <laughs> way to t- way to tag it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so there's no confusion, he was talking about the fact that all throughout the league, there are guys just like David Wilson, that something happened, they got injured, and they can't play football anymore. And yeah. why is David Wilson getting all of this publicity? Yeah. I, I don't so, know. Did did I miss when he made six Pro Bowls? I. No. Uh, who is David Wilson? Yeah, I mean, it, you feel bad for the kid because he's 23 I, years old and he can't play football anymore, but... I asked uh, a buddy of mine who's Giants a Giant fan, fan if, this, if David Wilson's on the St. Louis Rams, is it the lead story on ESPN last night with his, with the, you know, his tear-jerker press conference? So you think it's a New York thing? Because it's a giant? I think, I think it's a giant thing. Really? If he was that's, a all jet, I can, that's all I can think of. If he was a Jet, what would, what would the story be? don't think it would be the same thing. No? No. I, no. Okay. I, I just, I, wow. NFL.com front page. David Wilson gives emotional farewell message. Well, okay. that's, that's also, Steve, that's also why it's so big of a story is the Giants and David Wilson made it a huge story. 
Yeah. And everybody picked up on it. This is a guy with 115 career carries and five touchdowns. Right. In in 21 NFL games in two years. Right, two years. I mean, are we... Wow. Okay. Wow. Maybe you should have saved some of those backflips. Might have been a good idea. You know, when you scored those five touchdowns. I don't... I don't get the sense that you're that sympathetic to his plight. I think it's... Look, it's not... Uh, tragedies happen every day. It's unfortunate. It's not a tragedy. It's not remotely a tragedy. No. It's He's unfortunate. a healthy man that's going to live a, a normal <laughs> life. Exactly. And he got and paid, I'm quite sure. And he's 23. Right. Can do whatever he wants, except and play I'm, football. And I'm pretty sure he was a first-round pick, which means at some point he got you know first-round money. Yeah, he was. And he was a, he was a, he was a first-round pick the year before they changed everything. <laughs> right, before it was slotted, right. So he got he probably got a ton of money. I mean, the guy started six games in two years. Why? Why are we? What? What's happening? Enough. Yeah, it feels. I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Well, and again, you know, just like, the whole I, platform, and they give him a, a an emotional farewell speech to the troops. Who, who, did I miss when he was named captain of the team? I I felt. A lot worse for him before his press conference. Put it that way. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep, me too. Totally. That's the perfect way to put it. There's only uh, literally one thing to take out of the Jet game tonight. What's uh, that? Uh, I, I want starter. No, no, no. You would you would do that? I didn't know. I, I know I, how you know you do that. I do what? Look, if it if if it pleases the court, eh, the court, the court is fifty fifty. The court's lukewarm on it right now. <laughs> no, uh, no, of course not. Uh, and you would never do that. Um, no, no uh, Geno Smith looked fine. Michael Vick looked fine. I don't know if you saw any of it. I didn't. I know. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I was able to watch uh, uh, some of it before the show. I watched, like, the first, uh, you know, on Fast Forward, going fast. I watched, like, the first drive in earnest. Um, you know, Andrew Luck went down the field. Boom, 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 bing, bing, bing. Uh, and then the, they fumbled a snap on third down, and so they had to settle for a field goal. Otherwise, they, they probably would have gotten a touchdown against the Jets' first D. Very sort of vanilla uh, uh, defense the Jets threw out there. You know, Geno's first play from scrimmage was a seven-yard pass to Decker just to get him involved. Nice route by Decker. Good ball on time. Um, Geno looked... <coughs> excuse me. Geno looked two things, Cal. He looked stronger. He looked bigger and stronger. He didn't look... You know, last year, a lot of times, he was like, hey. Yeah. Like, give that kid a sandwich. Right. Frail. Uh, yes. Much bigger. He looked like a man. Okay. Well, he's a kid still. He's still growing, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, he's still only 23 years old. Uh, and, uh, but he looked smooth. He was fine. I think he was like 3 of 5 or something like that for 33 four, six, yards. Six. Yeah, 4 6, 33 yards. A couple balls he really put on time. Uh, uh, there's going to be, it's exciting. Because then Vic came in. So Gino had two drives. Vic came in and played with 
some of the first team offense, all the first team oh. line. And there's, there's a lot of weapons there. There's a lot of legitimate weapons there. And Ivory really got hurt, is. right? Ivory got hurt, but it, I don't think it's bad. I think he's like a bruised rib or something like that. I don't think it was anything okay. uh, bad. Uh, David Nelson banged up his hand, but I don't know the severity of that one either. But there's a lot of weapons there, man. Like Cal... Uh, uh, Cal. Chris Johnson came in on like the second series, Cal, and looked like, oh, wow, oh, we have Chris Johnson. And he oh, looks yeah. like Chris Johnson? He's still pretty fast. Okay. Still pretty fast. Um, there's a lot of weapons there. Hey, Jason Morrow and Cumberland had a nice catch, and Jason Morrow had a couple catches, and Sudfeld had a couple catches, and, you know, Decker had two catches and a third down catch, and. Stephen Hill, did he do anything? No. Okay. He was out there a lot with the first team, second uh, unit, if that makes sense. All right. Sense. Yes. Like, first team, second unit. Uh, I think he had a catch, but I was looking at him in particular. <clears throat> you know, still having trouble to get off, still having trouble getting off uh, man coverage of the line. You know, but the big thing to take is uh, Dimitri Patterson is is a problem. I'm not going yeah. to be I'm I'm still not that guy who's saying that they can't win with the cornerbacks that they have or they should have thrown ridiculous mo- money at Dominique Rogers Cromartie or anything like that. I still don't believe they should have. Uh-huh. But I don't know if he I don't know if I don't know if he's the answer. Well, what's their other option? Cuz they picked on him on that first drive big time. And, and then on the second drive, he gave up like a 40-yard pass with Matt Hasselback at quarterback. So he uh, he did not look good. <laughs> is that your big takeaway from the game? My big takeaway is that Dimitri Patterson, who Rex sort of called out this week, and yeah, they're they're going to have to figure out that other that other corner spot. Now apparently Dex McDougal looked good with the second team. Well, but that's a. That's a Rex thing, isn't it? Where he calls the guy out and challenges him, and if you shrink from that challenge, move on to the next guy. Yeah, that's it's only that's, the first week. That's very true. Yeah, that's very very true. So uh, I don't think that Dimitri Patterson is is long for this world. Uh, okay. For the for the Jets, for the Jets. I'm not, I don't think I think he's gonna he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be worse he's than David, uh, David Wilson. <laughs> Is he going to get a press conference? He's fine. Um, I'm assured that he's fine. Okay, I'm not good. planning any. I'm not planning anything. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> um, all right, we're about to lose the live feed, so uh, we should wrap, right? We should wrap. Yeah, let's, puppy. let's wrap. Let's we'll reboot. Come back next week. <laughs> Bigger, faster, better, stronger, stronger, stronger. All right, uh, that's wow. Is that a Doritos commercial? The cage. Stronger. Stronger calling. <laughs> uh, you want to do a final unload, or are you too tired for that? Uh, no. Final unload is... Uh, Next gave us a fun couple weeks, and that's it. Done. Two out of five days now. Uh, there's no reason to watch them 60% of the time. And I'm gonna yep. and I'm moving into football. Until Syndergaard gets He's not kidding. Right. 
And my final unload is uh, we had some trouble tonight with the tech and stuff like that coming back off the vacation. I understand it's summer. You know, it's the dog days, as Jay Linder said. <laughs> the dog days, nice. Um, but uh, we will be back next week, and we will be moving towards September. We have a lot of really cool things planned for September. Uh, we're going to have a football preview with a giant guy. We're going to have some of the Jet Beat writers on. Uh, I've already talked to uh, Dom Constantino from the Star Ledger. I've already talked to, obviously, Joe Caparoso from TurnOnTheJets.com, uh, Chris Lepresti from WFAN for the Jet side, and then I'm working on some giant people as well uh, for the show. And uh, also... We're going to have DJ Short on, and we're definitely going to do that. I have a great Sabermetrics conversation to have with him uh, that Cal and I uh, really want to have about the human element that's missing from Sabermetrics. Um, so we have a really a lot of – and there's going to be new theme music. We have a lot of really cool things planned uh, for September when we kick well, off. I, how come I'm, I haven't heard of this yet? Look, check your email. Check your RTU email, my friend. What? Wow. <laughs> Uh, there'll be new theme music, a new theme song uh, for season five of Radio Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Um, so uh, we're going to do the show for the next couple weeks, have some fun with it. It's going to be real loose, not as loose as tonight. Uh, but um, then, you know, check us out in September after Labor Day, uh, right when football season starts. We're really going to hit the ground running. So uh, for PJ Cachopo, Brian Stevens, who called in. Thanks, Brian. And Brian Calvi, say goodnight, Cal. Good night, Cal. See you next week, brother. Bye. Al Gore calling. <laughs>